teaching our students with specific learning needs, it's really important that we create an environment, class environment that's quite calming for them, that helps them make progress and access the learning and reduces the triggers to certain behaviours. And in this video, I'm specifically going to be talking about students that have autism and how we as teachers can help them access our lessons, access the learning and feel calm and included in our lessons. First of all, it's really important to have a structured and predictable environment. So make sure that you have set routines and schedules in place that students are aware of, made aware of, and they know what's coming next because this can then reduce their stress and anxiety, reduce the triggers. So I have a visual timetable on my board with big images of what we're doing and when we're doing them. So my students are then aware of what's happening next. I've also got um, visuals for different months of the year, day as well as the type of weather for that day so that my students can come in and look at the board and they'll know what's happened they know what month it is what the date is they may be aware of what's the what sort of weather we're going to be expecting today so for example if you suddenly get a downpour of rain or a gust of wind or something lightning they you've made them slightly aware that this could be happening today and um, of course we can't completely say what the weather what the weather's going to do but we can make them aware of what could be possible possibly could happen um, but what's really important is having the visuals in terms of the, what they're doing when, so they know what subjects are coming when throughout the day. And if, for example, you found out at the end of the day that tomorrow this is going to be happening, whether it's the fire alarm or um, practice fire drill or school photos or something different, a visitor coming in, it's really important that you make your students aware of that prior to it happening. So, for example, when my students come in the morning, I'll set them some sort of calming activity, help them settle in after the journey into school, and I'll make them aware of what we'll be doing for the rest of the day and what will be happening um, later on that they would not have known of, known about before. Now, of course, there are some situations where things happen, and it's out of your control, and um, you're, of course, you couldn't have told your students this beforehand. For example, if there was a real fire alarm, or suddenly you cannot access your classroom for whatever reason because um, there was flooding the night before and students have come like any sort of reason that has stopped you guys from following your routine throughout the day in this situation yes you could have made your students aware sooner however there are things that you can do um, with your staff with your TAs to help you support the students better to help the students self-regulate and try and reduce the feelings of anxiety and stress for the students it may be that you have specific things like fidget toys to help calm students, or you might have a quiet place to take students um, that are feeling particularly triggered and stressed and anxious to help self-regulate and calm those students and support those students in the best way possible. Um, but it is really important to try as much as you can have a predictable, structured environment with visuals to help you support your students. Now, I do have a podcast episode on top teacher hacks, top 12 teacher hacks, and in there I talk about having visuals on my lanyard. So I have a visual for different things on my lanyard. For example, toilet, help, calm, sitting, standing, dinner, um, so different snack time, different things I have visuals for on my lanyard. So I can just so, show the student to help them communicate with me and they can then select them as well. For example, they need help, I'll go help, ask them if they need help. Um, and I also have visuals on my lanyard for the IB curriculum. So we do the IB curriculum, so, and we have specific statements and um, lines of inquiries that we 
are following with other students and I can then use my visuals to show them where I think they're at in their learning journey. So that's another big um, thing that you can do for your students, have visuals on your lanyard so that you can then use those to support your students in your lessons. It helps you to communicate a lot more effectively with your students that may be struggling in lessons. It's really important to also use clear and concise language. Don't be ambiguous, don't use sarcasm, because students that have autism will find it really difficult to understand these things. So you need to be specific and clear in your language with your students. Okay, be literal, say exactly what you think, say exactly what you need them to do, because if you're not literal, they'll find it really difficult to understand. Um, and therefore that can then cause triggers and trigger your students and then cause them to become upset and anxious. Um, so be very clear and concise in the language that you use um, with your students who may have, who have autism. You need to also be able to tailor your instruction for your students. So it, your students need to have individualised instruction. So for example, when I teach my students who have autism, I will use their interests in the lesson to help me deliver the content that I'm trying to deliver to my students. Because it makes it so much easier for them to engage in the lesson. It makes it easier for them to understand. Because anything that's imaginative, they might be able to struggle, they might struggle with quite a lot. So if I'm quite clear cut and I talk about their interests and use real life examples for them, they'll be able to access the lesson with much more ease and they'll be able to enjoy the lesson and progress as well in their learning. Use a lot of positive reinforcement, positive behaviour support. <clears throat> um, because by using these positive reinforcements, positive behaviour supports, you are encouraging your desired, the desired behaviour that you want in your lessons. And it also helps the students feel good as well, feel confident within themselves and increase their self-esteem. So you can have reward charts, for example. I have a big reward chart on my wall. Um, you can have, give students stars. It's really good for students who are working towards something. So working towards board is where you have an agreement with the student where they'll, if they complete certain tasks throughout the day, they get this at the end of the day, maybe time on their Chromebook or time playing an activity they really, really like or Lego or anything like that. So you could have working towards board for your student. Now this is best obviously within primary schools where you have the same class the whole day or my school and SCM provision where I have the same class the whole day. Um, you may be able to use this for in mainstream secondary where you have a certain specific class that you see three or four times, three times a week maybe, or every now, or once a week or twice a week. You can still have these sorts of things where they can work towards it in the lesson. But obviously, what they're working towards will depend on what you're able to do in terms of your behaviour policy in your school. But you can have this. You can have certain activities or games at the end of the lesson that they can then work towards where they're still learning within that activity, they're still, you're still delivering some sort of content, helping them some way, um, but it's a more fun exercise in the lesson. So you can still have that in your lesson, the working towards board. It's also important to think about the social skills that you want your students to learn. So social skills training, where you incorporate activities to help develop those social skills for your students, where you're modelling the social skills that you're trying to instill in your students, you're helping your students to learn. So um, some sort of role-playing activity, for example, which can be brilliant in English lessons, 
and modeling appropriate behaviors and creating scenarios where you're creating a social situation where your students are talking to each other and dealing with certain situations or in instances. So for example, my post 16, I've done a lot of interview lessons and I've done a lot of um, conflict resolution and dealing with customers, for example. And we did a lot of role playing that and it helped them to develop their language skills. In my previous site that I was working at um, for my SEN school, we had a cafe in the morning where students led the cafe and they served each other, they made each other toast and teas and coffees and drinks. And that um, developed their social skills really well. It was a bit of role play for them. It was a bit like a real life scenario when you go to a restaurant, go to a cafe, how are you going to ask for help, how are you going to order. And um, those that are actually waiting on people, how are you going to ask their order, how are you going to check you've got the correct order. So it's a lot of numeracy and literacy skills. So try and create situations where you can help your students strengthen their social skills and make them feel more comfortable. Have a member of staff, you as a teacher or your TAs, to model that behaviour and work with specific groups. It's also important to think of the sensory considerations. <clears throat> we need to be aware of students that have sensory sensitivities and we need to create sensory friendly environments so they don't feel over triggered and stressed and anxious. Um, and it will mean that you have to reduce that sensory overload for your students. So provide students with quiet spaces. You may have a quiet space in your classroom, um, your school may have a quiet room that you're able to take your students, to, the member of staff can take your students to, um, to help, help them um, feel calm and relaxed. You may be, have the opportunity to have a member of staff go for a walk for, with a student and take them out to help them um, reduce the triggers, reduce the risk of um, feeling anxious and stressed. You may have fidget toys or things that, something that you can buy your student with to help them reduce that sensory overload in your lessons so they don't feel stressed and anxious. Break tasks into small steps. As teachers, we do this. We have to, to help our students access the learning. It's part of scaffolding, breaking them into small steps. <clears throat> so present your complex tasks by breaking them down into small, easy, bite-sized chunks and steps where students can then see their successes in each step and they're making some sort of progress and they see their success, they've achieved something along the way and because that can improve their self-esteem and their confidence and it can help improve their sense of accomplishment because rather than having you being given a task and trying to do this, hold this, this, achieve this task by this point, it can be quite overwhelming for any student to break it down to nice small chunks and steps they feel that accomplishment and they improve and they see the successes as they move along, move through their learning. Teach self-regulation. So if your students are struggling <clears throat> with regulating their emotions and they're feeling very frustrated and anxious, then spend time with them or have a member of staff to spend time with them, teaching them deep breathing exercises. Um, provide visual supports, like I said, to help students feel that like they can communicate with you with ease and they can get their point of view across and let you know what they want or what they're struggling with. And take short breaks. Have short breaks um, in activities, between activities, to help students self-regulate. It may be that you've completed the activity, you can see that students may be getting anxious, maybe struggling with some, in some sort of way. Provide a short break. You can play some calming music, for example. Allow, allow them to access some sort of calming music 
be able to be able to play a, quite a fun game with your students that um, is of interest to them. For example, when you incorporate something that they're interested in. I've played the game where you put post note on your forehead and you've got to ask questions and try and figure out who you are. And my students really enjoyed doing that. They loved it. They just wanted to keep playing it. And again, it incorporates a lot of literacy skills, a lot of social skills. And you can do that within your subject area with specific key events, for example, in your subject area or specific people. And if you're doing history or politics, for example, there's different ways that you can incorporate that into your lessons. And again, this will encourage peer, um, peer interaction. It will facilitate that social interaction. It will help your students to talk with each other and feel comfortable and find a safe place to be able to talk um, and divulge information and, and understand each other in a learning environment. So it creates that safe space for them to be able to speak um, about whatever it is that you're doing, your activities in your classes. It's really important to be flexible because students are all unique they are all unique whether they have special needs or not all students are unique and it takes time it takes time for them to progress in their learning it takes time for them to pick things up some students fly with things and they're really quick other students they need a lot longer so give your students that processing time give them instruction check they understand it and then allow them, allow them to the time they need to progress, allow them the time they need to complete things. Um, and that's really important when teaching any student, being flexible and being patient. If you have to change things on the spot, alter something in some sort of way, because that student's finding it really difficult to access it or really struggling um, in the learning, in the lesson, then alter it, adapt it, change it to help break it down a lot easier to support your students. Um, and be patient, give them the time that they need to be able to access the learning and make progress that they need so they can then improve their self-confidence and, and their self-esteem because they'll have a sense of accomplishment because you've given them the time that they've needed to be able to access the learning. 